Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. This is our big Star Wars episode. Um, we start off talking about The Last Jedi and give our thoughts on it. And uh, the conversation kind of goes off into some interesting places from there. Uh, going all the way back to George Lucas, the prequels, and all kinds of directions. So uh, I, I think you might find it an interesting conversation. So, sit back and join us as we take a trip to a galaxy far, far away. Oh, and uh, it probably doesn't need to be said, but spoiler warning, uh, we're going to spoil a lot of things from The Last Jedi, so if you haven't seen it yet, well, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen it, so, <laughs> so here we go. Enjoy. Welcome to episode three, yeah, three of <laughs> New England Society of Geeks podcast. Tonight with me, I have, uh, oh, this is, I'm Derek, your host, moderator, all that jazz. And with me tonight, I have uh, Eric. Hello. And Jimbo. Yo. Uh, tonight, we are going to be discussing uh, a little movie called Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So, first off, let me tell you. Uh, give you a spoiler warning because uh, I think it's been long enough yeah. that uh, if you haven't seen it and you're worried about spoilers, then uh, too bad. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Get out there, go <laughs> see Last Jedi. So uh, as we have all seen it, yes, right, yes, yeah. Yeah. indeed. Good uh, indie film. Multiple. Yeah, right, that was <laughs> good nice little film. nice little small budget indie yeah. film. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with our opinions of it. What'd you guys think? Um, yeah, uh, I honestly, I, I, the more I've sat on it, the more I think I've loved it. Um, when I first came out, I was a little lukewarm because I felt like the first, <laughs> lukewarm, lukewarm. <laughs> I felt like the first half was a little slow. And then, uh, I can see that. once, yeah, once, can see spoiler, that. Ray leaves the island, um, it started to really pick up. Yeah, but yeah. the more that I sat on it and thought about it, the more I really liked where they're headed with the story. I agree. Um, yeah. I like a lot of the character development they've made. Mm-hmm. How some of the twists that they had, mm-hmm. I, I really liked the way that I think it came together. I, I definitely think it's one of those where it's even better the second viewing, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, it no, I haven't. Yet. I wanted to, but I feel like it'll supposed to, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I feel like it'll be way better the second viewing. That's um, what um, I I actually host another podcast called Wiki Radio, uh, which you can find on the Weeby Geeks Network, <laughs> where we obviously discuss star wars and uh one of my co-hosts ken he's he saw it twice the like opening weekend or something like that um and he said the second time it was so much better because the first time obviously you're just trying to take it all in yeah it's a yeah overloading yeah and then you you can go in the second time you can actually pay more attention to the little details and stuff and what about you jimbo what do you think i absolutely that's fine 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. It was great because it destroyed every single thing that I loved about all the rest of the <laughs> Star Wars films. And it, 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 I, I think, I think, I think the Star Wars franchise needed a good push and a good direction. And I yep, think, I you know, agree. and I think that, you know, and I, like you, you're, you're my age. You can remember. That means old for you listening yeah, out there. Yeah, for old. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Dario was here, he'd be older than us. Is but, he? Hmm? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. But anyways, we can make fun of him later. But I would we say were. that probably Star Wars was one of the first films that I ever saw. You yeah. Know, like I can remember yeah. actually going and seeing. And I saw it multiple times at drive-in because I think it was on from like, you know, and I was like, what, three? Two or three at the time. I was three, yeah. So. Yeah. So I was, I was two when it first came out, but then I was, when it, yeah, seen like, it. like seeing it when I was three because it still played for like yeah, years. For, yeah, literally oh, in, yeah, in yeah. theaters for years. So, so Jimbo and I are old enough to, to remember when it was actually called just Star Wars yeah. and not A New Hope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cause, it, cause <laughs> no one knew. Or episode four. Like, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody knew the scroll. I mean, everybody saw, you know, oh, episode four, A New Hope. But right. Everybody who saw it just called it Star Wars because it was just. That's what it was. It yeah, was just Star then, Wars. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the cool thing. And, you know, no one, you know, they weren't, there was no figurines. There was no, like, you know, crap that went along with it. It was just a cool film. And that's all we remember from when we were kids. Mm. But as we grew, then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the rest of the mantra went with it. And the story progressed and we all followed. You know, Luke Skywalker and his adventures of defeating the Empire and mm-hmm. Darth Vader and Vader's my father <sighs> and all that good jazz. And then I can make that sound, but not with my mouth. <laughs> and then it all went away. <laughs> but, yes. But and we and now we can remember. Yes, that's right. And, and, you know, and I don't know how, you know, you know, I, I don't know how you felt at the time, but there was like. A void in the force mm. back in 1984 mm. after the last, you know, after the return of the Jedi came out. Right. I mean, there was, there were little things like the two Ewok TV movies and the, the Ewok and droids cartoon and stuff, but yeah. nothing that really. Yeah. Nothing. Why? Uh, why have you ever two? seen those? Any of I that? know what they are. I haven't watched okay. them. Okay. Like, I, I don't recommend them. No. No. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't either. No. I mean, they're great when yeah. you're, when you're a kid and stuff, but. I feel like the Ewoks are sort of like to today's standards, like the minions from Despicable Me. Mm, like they're good in small doses. Yeah. But when you have an entire film based around Ewoks, yeah. that sounds like a migraine. Like that's <laughs> no, not going to. What was even worse than that was, and Derek can probably remember it because he probably saw it as well as I did, was when we were kids, they had a Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Only aired once. On really? public TV, I've actually, I actually have watched that recently with uh, me and Chris. Yeah, was it was my it? my my co-host on Keepers of the Fringe, the other podcast I do. <laughs> was, it, was it the worst <laughs> second time around? It was interesting, but you got to admit though, when we were kids, it was pretty darn cool because it was Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it yeah, was, I mean, you were like wondering time, why, yeah. you know, in a long, long time ago, in a gal. So far, far away, Christmas? They, they, they knew <laughs> no, anything about Santa Claus. and They actually they created yeah. a, a, a holiday for the Wookiees called Life Day. And the whole thing, 
the whole thing was if you ever get a chance you should check it out it's really yeah, watch the, it on YouTube. Uh, uh, the whole thing was about che- chewbacca's family like being taken away to the spice mines. Yeah, that's enough. Not, I need well, to hear right there. He had he had a wife and kid and a kid and you know all, and the and it was just weird. And there was it was part variety show. Like the, there was <laughs> there was singing, there was songs. It was weird. It was it's weird. Well, you gotta you gotta remember too. It was the late seventies, so this was like part and parcel. Like the Smuckers brothers were. Uh, Smothers Brothers? Smothers. Smothers Brothers. Smothers? Smothers? Whatever. The Smothers yeah, Brothers there. They well, were still they are, but. on the show. They were still, like, you know, on TV. So, like, you can get a kind of an understanding of, you know. There was, however, a Boba Fett cartoon in the middle of it. That sounds yeah. actually Which, awesome. Although the animation was not good, it was still interesting. But, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance, you can probably find it legged or whatever. <laughs> Life day. Uh, a lot, yeah, life day. Yeah, it's life day. Just, if you do watch it, just know that don't expect it to be good. I expect it to be canon, and I expect it to be... I Actually, I don't know if it is or not. I, it's so wonky. Be- there is, I think, on one of Disney's websites has the actual, like, they've cherry-picked, like, books and oh, video yeah, games yeah. that are canon. Yep. Um, like, I'm pretty sure... Um, the two, what was it? The two Star Wars games, the Force of no, the Force, the Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Oh one, yeah, yeah, those are canon. Actually. Even only one. Knights, of, Knights of the Old Republic. Best yeah. game. I don't but... see. That's the other thing. I don't know if Knights of the Old Republic is. I don't remember, but I remember it's like a weird list. Like yeah, and cherry picked certain. Well, things. Knights of the Old Republic is sort of canon, but it's but what they did was when Disney. Got the a great game, by the way. Yeah, when, oh, they, when Disney got the rights to everything, they, they changed a lot of the Knights of the Old Republic stuff into yeah. uh, Legends. A yeah. lot, yeah, a lot of the. So that leads me to one point uh, as far as The Last Jedi goes, which, of course, I also loved and I really want to see again a sec- uh, more than once. Um, it's what I've noticed. Like, you know, the, there's a big divide, it seems, with this movie between people, you know, the fans that hate it and the fans mm-hmm. that, that really liked it and stuff. And I've noticed that it seems to me that the people that are, that hate it and are being all whiny about it, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> they are. They're being very whiny. Are, are the people who can't seem to move on. Like Which kind of goes yeah. back to what yeah. you had said. They, they, like, yeah, it's, it's, almost like they want they they want the same continuous story over and over right. and over again. And, and that's, yet, but and don't that's the problem, right? Because episode seven was too similar exactly. to episode four. So they want something new, but they don't want but, it to. No, but episode episode away. episode seven was a good setup. I mean, it was a good, right, which is exactly it was yeah, a good re good reintroduction, but it wasn't quite. Wasn't quite what you thought because she didn't really have someone to teach her the force. Yeah. She had no clue. And, 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 and it was a good teaser because it, it set you right. up 
for the fact that, oh, she's looking for her parents. You're thinking that this is going to be this and that's going to be that. And, oh, this is how she's going to fit into this whole thing. And, oh, yeah, you know, Luke, you know, got busy, you know, while in between setting up, you know, Jedi Master Schools. Ew. And, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, hey, he, he showed up. Oh, hey, listen, yeah. I got stuck on a deserted planet for how long with my Aunt Beru? And, you know, <laughs> you know, so guess what? I'm going to stick you there, Ray. Yeah. Have fun, you know. But, no. It, what it did was... It, well, yeah, it, that's the other thing. Yeah, it, it was a good setup to the point where it teased you in a lot of aspects. Like, listen, I wanted to... Like, the beginning of, of, of 7, I wanted to know, and I wanted to go, and I wanted to pick through those Star Destroyers. I don't know about you, but I was really yeah, interested yes. in like running through and going, yeah, oh, yeah. give me all the, all the good juicy bits about why the Star Destroyers are there. I wanted to know who Snoke was. Wanted to know right, yeah. where the first order came from. So it, it, it a lot took, of building. It built up. Right, yeah. And then you got to the last Jedi and the last Jedi starts out, which again, I think we had this conversation before about the Marvel movies is that they added in a lot of comedy. Mm. And it was, well, it's always had comedy though. It, it's always had comedy, yeah. but not so not like yeah, yeah, not I, to the. I've I've said this to to I was mentioning this to Haley because I was giving her a brief rundown of like previous movies. You can absolutely see what I like to call the Disneyfication. Oh yeah, of Star Wars. Yeah, like you can tell that they had the like the the higher up executives at Disney run a like a, a viewing of the film and when mm. we need like we need some comedy like comedic relief right in this moment so like that's sort of like the beginning when he when poe dameron's on the on the speaker with him at yeah, the very yeah. beginning with with uh general who's it hux, hux yeah. yeah he's like can this guy hear me yeah. he's like yeah i can hear you shut up but you can tell that they, they <laughs> i don't know like of, he kept going like hello is anybody and, and <laughs> hux was like and we're gonna tear you apart <laughs> yeah. we'll come down hello is hux there are you there i'm, I'm oh, okay i'll hold for hux see yeah. some 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 people Again, some people really didn't like that the comedy bits. Yeah, but at this but I, I thought I thought that was, and especially in that because it was it was Poe Dameron doing it that part. Yeah, he's sort of the, it made more sense. Yeah, for him. Yeah, if like Luke was doing it, he'd be like, what the yeah, hell? no, but or, you, or, but you gotta understand too, though. Think I, about think about the first time we met Yoda. Right. Listen, you know, and 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 so you know, comedy is, and, and I mean. The first episode is is C three PO chiding R two D two running through a spaceship, right, yeah. you know, and basically going, "Where is it? Where are you? You pesky little R two. And you know, and you're looking that was a scary good yeah, impersonation. Yeah, well, I try. <laughs> so you know, but I mean, so comedy. Yeah, you're right. Comedy has always been in it, but this one was it like, amped it up. Yeah, it amped it up and and started it out. And I, you know, I hate to say it, and you brought up a good point. I think sometimes. The reason why people are crazy about this movie and some like purists mm. like absolutely hate it is because it does have the Disney name to it. Mm-hmm. And I think people, I, it, yeah, I completely agree. I, yeah, I, I, there I, think are, th- I believe that they're, they're worried they're going to see Iron Man break through one of the windows. Right. And, yeah. And I, and I think, and I think that some people think that they're destroying what Lucas created. And, and I think for some people, it just, irks them to no end because they hate the mouse they hate they hate that you know behind right, darth yeah. vader there's giant mouse ears hanging out now and you know it's no longer you know lucas's little love child i mean this <laughs> yeah. i mean 
for years and years and years. That's all it was. But, you know, when I look at the system as a whole, when I look at, you know, starting with, you know, four, five, and six, and, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure every Star Wars fan out there knows why he started with four was because he had no money. Right. So yeah. he couldn't do all the grandioso things that he wanted to do. <clears throat> like, you know, on his budget, he couldn't make Coruscant. He couldn't make Naboo. He couldn't, you know. Well, that that's why the special editions, why he did the special editions so he could add in stuff yeah. that he always felt was missing. Yeah. Well, I I was going to say I I actually kind of hold a, um, I guess, a controversial opinion in the fact that I I think one of the worst parts of the first six movies was Lucas because the fourth movie, he came up with this brilliant idea and he had writers to help him. And then the fifth and sixth movies, he really didn't get to take full control. He, again, they handed it over to the writers and he went, I have this grand idea. And they're like, all right, let's make this. Well, not only that, but, but empire strikes back and return of Jedi's also had different directors as well. But then, you look at your prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and that's when Lucas had full control. Right. And that's when people were like, wait a minute. You are do? you, like, racist? <laughs> like, are you, what's, like, what's wrong with you? Like, like, he gets to the prequel trilogy, and while there are a lot of things I do like in them... There are some good things, like, yes. There are, because, like, again, you guys grew up with 4, 5, 6. I was super young with 1, 2, and 3. Mm. My dad is, like, a massive... Star Wars fan, so he always, like, before I even sat down in the movie theater and watched it, episode one, like, I had seen four, five, and six multiple times. So I was very That's aware of the universe. But then, when, you know, I, like, my movie theater experience is like one, two, and three. Mm. And looking back on it, now I always make the joke, like, I don't, like, those don't, they don't exist to me. Yeah, but they, but, but they do have a lot of great moments in them. But like I said, I, I feel like the, the one of the worst things was him because it, uh, you can tell that's when they gave him full control was one, two, and three. And it kind of got out of hand. Right. So then when he relinquished it with, you know, seven, eight, it's sort of back to like back down to earth. And mm-hmm. I think some of those hardcore fans who are obsessed, I think, with the Lucas vision are right. kind of yeah. like, eh, this is too like, too well, tropey. Yeah. Follows too many guidelines. Yeah. Like they liked it how Lucas just went crazy with like certain aspects of them and whatnot. But yeah, but you, you got to realize in four, five, and six, Lucas still had absolute control. I mean, he he, he did, had, he, but he, he he did he he may not have like Lawrence Kasdan and and I forget the other guy. Um, oh God, oh. It's, it's coming in my head. But you had, I mean, you had you had you had Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall towards you know towards the end producing, mm. you know, executive producing, you know, uh, you know, five and six. So you know you had. You know, you had some other star power that was coming, kind of coming in there mm-hmm. because it had become such a juggernaut at that point. But Lucas controlled everything through four, yeah. five, and six. And then when he got, he, he wanted to rest the brand, as someone said, one point, at one point in time, wanted to rest <laughs> the brand. Well, to, to calm it down because he was, he, again, he had pretty much everything written out, including seven, eight, and nine, which we're watching now. Or going to watch nine in the future. Well, he, he had outlines. He, for he him. had outlines for them. He had thoughts and ideas of where he wanted to see it go. But then, back in the late nineties, everybody was clamoring for you know more Star Wars, more Star Wars. Got to have Star Wars. Got to have Star Wars. So about the mid nineties, he started to take it over again. But by that time, production values actually were ramped up because now you mm-hmm. could actually now he could actually do his vision. Of what he wanted to see 
in one, two, and three. Now, I will say with this, with one, two, and three, well, I like them. I like the storylines in them. I think their, their value is there. Again, you have the, the, the Ewok equation right off the gate in Phantom Menace with Jar Jar Binks. I don't, I personally, I think we could have done without the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah See, but I, it sets up. I like yeah, but, Darth Maul. I think he's a great villain. I do too, but, that for but me, they, they, they wasted him. Yeah, no, he was absolutely wasted. But so like I was saying, right? Like I guess the better way to explain it would be more four, five, and six was his vision, but he would be in the writer's room and say, I have this idea. And right. Then and went, then others. This is actually yeah. a great idea. But by one, two, and three, it was such a juggernaut and he, he, he had gone so like crazy with his ideas that mm-hmm. he was like, what about this? And all the writers were like, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, sure, whatever. <laughs> like, like, I feel, I guess that's more of what I'm trying to get at is by one, two, and three, people were just sort of telling him some of his stuff were good ideas. Even, yeah. Cause you're right. You can see a lot of the seeds there that are like this. One, two, and three could be really good. Right. But he just, yeah, he sort of took his budget out of control and then was like. Mm. Well, and, and, and again, I think, I think with one, two, and three, what he did was he didn't, he, questionable, like, questionable character placement mm. and stuff like that. Like, like, like you said about Darth Maul. Darth Maul was real cool. And you could have learned a whole lot more about the Sith. Now, what was very interesting in episode one that kind of sets a lot of things up. And like we were talking before we started the cast was the Metachlorian deal that happens. Are you happy we brought it up? Yeah, good. <laughs> but, no, but no, I mean the, the whole the whole Gwygon Jin. Okay, now he's obviously he's you know super in there canon, but also at the same time, how do you explain it? And like you were saying, how do you explain the Metachlorian thing? And you know the the just the you know the force sensitive people who are more. You know, just, you know, you know, look at the funny books. But I think also, well, I'm getting back to it. <laughs> look at the funny books, but what's in the books isn't always what is necessarily the truth, as Yoda points out in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. What he says in this movie basically countersedes what happens in the first one, where he basically says, listen, the Force is about the balance mm. of everything in between, not about always what's in a book or what's academic or what's scientific, as Qui-Gon Jinn wanted to say, oh, well, the Metachlorian counts in this one are super high, so he's yeah. got to be the chosen one. <laughs> okay, so you take one through three and you develop this guy who then turns into Darth Vader at the end. Mm. But I think the problem with one that I always had was that he never developed he he never developed what are the Sith? How are the Sith important right, yeah. to counteract the Jedi? And I, I really think that's every, everything lost it. everything we kind of know about the Sith, I think we know, is from other sources. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, yeah, books, games, yeah, comics. yeah, right. Yeah. The movies themselves don't really they don't really touch on any of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they kind of. They linger over it, but yeah. never, never go into detail. Now, to, to kind of add to, to what you were saying about Lucas, there, there is, um, I think before Marvel took over the comic book again, when Disney bought them, uh, Dark Horse was doing the comics and there was right before they went back to Marvel, 
Dark Horse Power comic that was taken to right from Lucas's first like first draft or original draft of Star Wars. And I forget how many issues it was, but I I tried to read it and I'm sorry, but it was it was a painful read. Yeah. It's no, just because I, I told you I, I I definitely feel like it's like the first three are like Lucas's vision, but like edited. Right. Like with yeah. editors. Because it, you, you can get the sense of like how outrageous he wanted to mm. get. But again, they were like, we need to, this is a very outrageous movie to begin with. Mm. Like the concept yep. <laughs> of this happening in the past, but really far away in a galaxy yeah. far away. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's an outrageous concept to people to begin with. So they were kind of like, we need to make this palatable. <laughs> but like, like I said, like they're, so they kind of toned down. You got, uh, and you got to also realize too, he was boxed in a little bit. Because after the first three films were made, I think it was, what, late 80s? They started coming out with books. Mm. Now, these books, the the writers who wrote the books worked with George Lucas. Or they worked with him and they... they, Had to get his approval, right? Well, yeah, yeah, they consulted and they worked with it and based on approval. Because Lucas knew... he Lucas was a good sketch artist. And he came up real quick and he comes up with this concept, four, five, and six. He had this brilliant kind of rough sketch of what he wanted to do with one, two, and three. He knew he couldn't do those two, those three films because it was too, it was too much in his head. So he knew I'm going to stick with the original storyline, go with four, five, and six, and then move on to seven, eight, nine, and then go back and fill in the rest. I think it was afterwards. If mm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to you for timeline wise, something like that. I, Cause it, I remember seeing, um, what was it? It was it was around the late eighties, yeah. And it was it was an interview with George Lucas, and he explained he was at Skywalker Ranch, and he was kind of explaining his thought or you know his his model for where he wanted to see it, because people by the late eighties were starting to clamor and say, well, you know, you know, technically everything's kind of you know getting better. You could you could start the the new films again, and everybody was like, come on, George, make these new films, make these new films, and he was like. No, no, no. It's not quite ready yet. It's not quite ready yet. So to whet the appetite in the late 80s, you had books that started coming out. And now all these books started getting published. And of course, they were, they were, you know, sanctioned or, or, you know, beatified by George Lucas himself, who. But they were never considered canon no. by George yes. Lucas. No. We no. want to point that out. The, yeah, because he... Which people seem to not realize. Yeah, he wanted to make them as vague as possible with characters that had yeah. really nothing, that maybe touched main characters, but never I, grabbed yeah. a main character and developed them. Well, I was going to say, what I find is super interesting about that is that's happening again with mm. the movies, like Rogue One. Like, there's a sense where they're like, okay, it's... Like Lucas is like, all right, these books you're writing are in the universe, but they they can't really touch the main characters. Right, they yeah. can't progress the world in any significant the way. The main saga, like yeah. they they can be additions or like like I said, like because it's a it's a whole galaxy that right, he has yeah, that they have all to play with. So they're right. like, you can use my characters, you can use my worlds, but like it's, as long as it's a self contained story and it's sort of. Well, that's what I love. Doesn't about really hurt. Yeah, you but. can you, you you can color it, and that's what I'm, that's what he was saying. You, 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 he he had rough sketches. He's a great rough sketcher, and then he was like, "Well, I don't have any depth behind it," and that's where all the rest of the stories kind of come in. Now they start adding depth. By the time he got around to one, two, and three, 
he was kind of boxed in because now there were certain things that if you didn't do them, they didn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. You know, they, they would countermand everything that kind of came before it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, I think it, when he came in, I think his writers, a majority of them for one, two, and three were really people who, who understood the books. Mm. And, and I, I'll tell you right now, the guys who are doing seven, eight, nine, they know all the books. Yeah. Because, because they grew up with it. Pablo, Pablo Hildalgo. Yeah. He, Went through and he read, I, I think I, I saw an interview with him. He read or read an interview with him. He read every single book. Right. Yeah. Every single comic book. Mm-hmm. Every single piece that was written. George Lucas's handwritten notes went over them and started putting them all together to basically create a rough timeline so that he wouldn't step on any toes mm-hmm. that came out. Now he also helped with Rogue One. And getting Rogue One set up because Rogue One was an odd kind of thing. It happened post Clone Wars, yep, right pre, before, yeah. right literally, before, right, literally, right before, right before like, yeah, literally. So you could actually, it actually take happened. I believe officially it was announced that it is happened. The end of Rogue One is one hour before yeah. New Hope. Yeah. The beginning of a new. I Hope. have a little gripe about this. So just the other day, we watched Rogue One, followed by Episode Four. In it, Leia immediately contradicts Rogue mm-hmm. One. Yep. Because at the end of Rogue One, Vader literally watches the ship fly away, and then when the beginning of Episode Four, when he breaks in and he's like interrogating her she's like oh we're just a, what was it like a diplomatic a mission. diplomatic mission or whatever and i'm well, like was it your diplomatic mission to <laughs> no, try to the, remember my planet and steal the death star plans and then fly away because that's a i've all i've had this discussion before and my thought on it is she was just trying to bs her way out of out of yeah yeah like we happen saying all this stuff upon and he what actually contradicts it or it doesn't really contradict it, but one thing Vader should have said was, woman, I just saw you leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I mean, you know, obviously George Lucas never thought that yeah, we were ever going to come yeah. up with the Rogue One, but I think, I think it was pretty right, cool. Yeah. I, I think you can kind of, it's one of those that doesn't quite add up. It's like, it's like kind of scraping a jigsaw puzzle yeah. that you piece that you know should be there, but right. it doesn't quite fit, but you make it fit. Right. And I think, I think it works. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, I think most people overlook it, but like I said, I, I mean, most people who just went into Rogue One probably did not expect it to be exactly where it was right, going to yeah. be, yep. and probably didn't immediately go home. Most people probably didn't immediately go home and watch Episode Four. Right. But when you watch them back to back, you're like, eh, like there's some contradictions here, right? <laughs> well, that, well, there's also contradictions between the the four, five, and six, and one, two, and three trilogies. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. all kinds of well, well, little things. Well, what gets me is later on, it's written that, you know, every Jedi has to go through the gathering. <laughs> okay. Now, now we add in, cause, I mean, you can go down a lot of rabbit holes in, in, oh, in, yeah. in, in sure. the Star Wars universe because, I mean, think about it. And like, I have. the one, <laughs> the one thing that always drives me nuts is like, I, I love like all the background stuff. Right, yeah. And this is the one thing that I think Disney, I think, is really going to capitalize on because they do it. They put mm. these little things in there. Like, all right, who here did not want to know more about the temple at Jeddah? 
Right. Yep. I mean, who like who sat there watched Rogue One? Anybody who knows anything about Star Wars, like if you're just a casual fan, you don't really know much. Okay, it's kind of cool. Right, oh, yeah, hey, look at that old temple. Oh, it's getting blown up. Right. By, uh, <laughs> whoa, that thing is cool. That's the Death Star, right? Didn't that get blown up in Number One? Mm. You know. Right. And everybody else is like. Well, who are these people that are guardians of the temple? Mm-hmm. What are they? T- what that, are they yeah, doing? that's you know, uh, well, you know who, who's nice. this? Who's this? Who's this funny guy with the funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Forrest Whitaker with the lazy eye. You know, what is he doing there? Why is he there? Why is he at this pretty cool place? Where's this? Where's this really cool kung fu master who now all of a sudden you know sits there and comes up with a mantra and the force, the force is with me. You know, everybody who knows anything about Star Wars wants to know. I want to see that temple. I want to see what's mm. in there. I want to see what's going on. There's a, you know, there's a statue of a big giant statue of a Jedi guy hanging over and he's just falling over. I want to know more about this. So throughout all these sequences, I think Disney realizes and they're putting the line out there and they're hooking every single Star Wars fan in because everybody that I know wants to know more about it. And they're going to milk it for all it's worth. They're going to get oh, all yeah. the movies out of it. Well, yeah, that and there's the comics and there's the Rebels cartoon, yeah. and which is ending soon, unfortunately. But also canon. Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. Now it fills in blanks. I'm going to I'm going to throw out my perhaps controversial thoughts on George Lucas. First of all, I just want it to be known that. He's always been kind of an idol of mine. You know, he created this big universe that I love, and so he's always been one of my personal heroes. But I kind of put him in the same category as, like, uh, Zack Snyder, and (laughs) and I'll explain. No, I get this. I know where you're going with this. So, whereas I think both of them, they're great idea creators idea guys and they've got these great big huge ideas and you know they can see all this great stuff but they're not they have problems with the connective tissue they love macro but they're not good at micro right they don't get the micro right so they have these great ideas but when when they give these great ideas to other people you get the original trilogy and when they try to create the great ideas on their own you get the prequel trilogy so i that's because it's it's always been it's always been said that george lucas was kind of a difficult director and and like i said i read the comic based on his original script for star wars and it was painful (laughs) so so i that's what i he's great at the ideas which i love you know he'll still be my hero for that but the actual details of it he's like he's better as like like a general yeah so he's he's definitely the guy that they're like okay you have six pages right and each sketch like each page is one of the movies sketch it yeah like that's what he gets and then they're like all right let's Let's actually condense this into like a power right, yeah. format. So, so basically, George Lucas is like Elon Musk. Yes, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. You're great, not wrong. Great, great ideas, man. He's, he's brilliant he comes with the up ideas. With all these cool things, yep. SpaceX, Tesla, and all this other jazz. But when it comes right down to it, he's not good at the minutia. Which, which, which the better version 
And what I'm happy about that Disney did was they handed it off to J.J. Abrams. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, Abrams is fantastic. And I absolutely love what he did. Because, and like I said in my opening statement, he destroyed pretty much all of what I felt was fantastic about the first three films, four, five, and six. Mm. And basically created a hook. Got me hooked more. Right, yeah. You know, more, even more so... Like one, two, and three did not hook me on anything. I mean, you know, it was kind of yeah. weird. It, it was like, yeah, it was cool. I, I was nice to see the backstories and, you know, I like, yeah, to see I like how, it was, it was cool yeah. to see the emperor, yeah. how he became the yeah. emperor. Yeah. I, I think, and- I think though, when you really think about it, the first three movies were always going to be doomed to fail because I think when you have four, five, and six, such a brilliant, perfect trilogy, essentially. Mm. That any time you want to go back, you face infinitely more problems than if you just move forward, right? right? Because w- when you look at what Disney's done with this trilogy, when you move forward, you can kill everything. Right, yeah. And it doesn't matter because you're moving forward in time. Mm-hmm. What, the problem is the whole time you're watching one, two, and three, it all sort of leads to you going in the back of your head like... None of this matters because we know what the outcome is. Mm. Like, no matter what happens on screen, Vader becomes Vader, right? Right. Right. Luke and Leia are born. Like, this is something that you know is always going to happen in the back of your head. Or... So you can only do so much with the first trilogy. On on another note, you're sitting there going, well, that... I don't... That's not... I don't think that's how it should have happened. Or, yeah. Because yeah. you, know, you, you also, know where it ends up. So. You, you also can... You're disappointed. It's, right. It's easier to to see the holes or the flaws Mm -hmm. because like i said rogue one is a perfect example rogue one i was just saying just before i actually got here i think after thinking about it rogue one might be my favorite star wars simply because it's in the universe which which i love Mm -hmm. but it's its own self-contained story with very interesting characters and my favorite part about the film spoiler they all die, which is <laughs> yeah. I think is great because well, that, it shows unless you, you talk to some people. But well, anyway. that, well, that's a convenient way of uh, making sure that they, they don't show up in four, five, and six. Right, well, so, yeah, <laughs> right, pretty much. But yeah, it, they kind of had it, to. But yeah, which is which is what I think was great because, like I said, it's its own self-contained story. Right, but it's still set in that in that brilliant universe, and it does it does directly affect. Yeah. It, I mean, it like the the events. I mean, it starts four right. through nine. Like it literally. Right. Like, if they never, if Rogue One never happened, they would never have the plans mm-hmm. to destroy the Death Star. It would have probably never been destroyed. And right. Yeah. You would have just seen it like at the beginning of episode seven, just shooting lasers at a billion planets, blowing <laughs> them all up. Like that would have been the whole the whole movie. And it wouldn't have teased the hell out of you too, because you wanted yeah. to know about more about kyber crystals. You wanted to yeah, know yeah. About, oh, more yeah. about Jedi. You wanted to know more about, you know, these guys, the rebel alliances, you know, kind of where they ended up and how they were the dysfunctional band of misfits that we all know and love. So, I mean, I think it was really, Rogue One, yeah, it was really cool. One, two, and three, I loved them for the fact that they helped develop the story along, mm. but I was disappointed in the way that they were. Yeah, they, no, they, I, I, they yeah, you, like they, they left you wanting more, and I don't like they left you wanting more, but not in a good way. It, yeah, yeah well, like yeah. like the Last Jedi. Left me wanting more, but in a way where like where I'm well, yeah, you're I, looking, I you're looking yeah. forward to yes. the next one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, like I said, they and they also answer the, a lot of the questions that you 
that I, at least I, after watching four, five, and six, wanted to know. Mm. But again, you know, there, like you were saying earlier, those answers that are like, ah, I don't really like it. Like, I, like how. How did Darth Vader, this someone who's so evil, mm. primeval, up until like the last five minutes of the last, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's so primeval. How does he have kids? Like, what point right, is yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to have his babies. Like, right? So, like, <laughs> they show you that and you're like, okay, so this is cool to see how. And then you're like, but wait a minute. Like, she's like 25 years older than him. Like, she literally meets him when he's a kid and yeah. then she's like, wow, Annie, you've grown. And you're like, oh, God. Like, oh, but like, like, you love how it's been answered, but getting, but like, you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, now but it's I not know. quite the answer you yeah, were hoping but you're like, for. Eh, really? Because she's like literally 25 years older than him. And then like the, from the first to the second movie, she yeah. doesn't age. I think, I think, I think JJ Abrams needs to go back and redo one, two, and three. But put in the better things. Interesting. Like, you like, know like better you know actors. Because I hate, hate, like, oh, hate Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yes. yeah. But you know what's actually really good? Give it, give it a shot. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's someone, I can't remember the name. I think it's something like the prequels done right. And they literally condense the first three movies into one movie. Huh. Like, they literally break apart and edit from, it was like, Anything from all the extended versions of one, two, and three, they hmm. take the best bits and the most cohesive story and they combine it into one film. And they also very seamlessly get rid of that, kind of, frankly, like garbage or like techno babble. Like what, oh, yeah, what yeah. that's what midichlorians are. They're techno babble. Right. Yeah. So they sort of sneak their way out like the, and, and it leaves this one film that is, I, I think it runs like two and a half hours. Hmm. And it's just, it's so much better. Because it's it, it it still is telling that great story, like we said, like one, two, and three could have, but they don't have to remake it. They can mm. just like take the good parts that make sense and get rid of all that other. Because you know, some of it, let me be honest, I, I I sort of compare it sometimes to The Hobbit, where there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of its padding runtime. Yeah, there are scenes and all, and I mean, and there's scenes in every movie that does that, but like more so in one, two, and three, where there's like. There's scenes where they're kind of like, all right, how do we make this longer? Yeah. Let's have Jar Jar Binks fall down the stairs for three minutes. Like, oh, stuff yeah. like that, right? Like, it's kind of like... Something, yeah. But that's what this... this yeah, the sub the sub scene coming out of the, you know, coming out of the, the underground of the boot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The Gungan... Yeah, the Gungan, yeah. Yeah, the Gungan, the Gungan undercity coming up and, you yeah, know, the, yeah. there's always a bigger fish than this and that. Yeah. yeah. That, that's just filler. And you know what? And tell you the truth, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, I understand. Because again, it was Lucas trying to cash in. Mm. All right, you know, hate to hate to ruin the, <laughs> you know, you, you know the, the the shine on the apple at, at that point in time. Lucas didn't want to do anything with the films really, and then he comes mm. out and he says, "Well, you know, okay, I'll do one, two, and three. And, and I also then he really so, didn't. So he goes out and he does one, two, and three. But you could tell his heart really wasn't super, and it was kind yeah. of a rough sketch. And and he and he, but. You had to realize at that point in time to where George Lucas was to where fans really wanted more Star Wars. Fans, I mean, like, were like, as soon yeah. as I, I, I can remember when, when they first announced that, you know, oh, George Lucas is going in to start pre-production for, for, mm. you know, the new Star Wars film, you know, Phantom Menace. Everybody that I knew that was a fan. Was like already circling dates. Oh, 
and like I had getting, a countdown yeah. going on. <laughs> I mean, there was at work. I had a calendar. I was like, <laughs> and this is like pre like super internet days. So I yeah, mean, oh, if, yeah. you, if you wanted to see something, you know, internet wise, you you could go into chat rooms. You know, member of the AOL chat rooms. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh. And everybody. What was the what was the uh, what was that uh, the uh, the name of that cantina on uh, Tatooine? Most Eisley. Well, uh, yeah. no, but Espa? Uh, no, uh, when when they're going to Mos Eisley, and yeah, the, the name of the cantina. Oh, the, oh, geez, the actual cantina. Yeah, the actual cantina. I remember on AOL there was an actual chat room. That was the oh, name. Of that that was the name. It was. Yeah. It was. You know, Zubu's uh, cantina. I, I oh man, it, it. I can see it in my head. But that was where all your Star Wars fans were going. And I can remember going in there a couple of times and watching these people in the dialogue boxes and stuff like that. And I mean, they were just going nuts because it was going to be like, you know, mm. this is, this is, this is, you know, God has come down and, and handed yeah. you the <laughs> gifts of the, of, of the world. And I remember. I was in Virginia when the when the when the first mo- when you know episode one came out, and me and a buddy of mine who was same age as I was, we you know we we were off work that day. Mm. We went out, we got tickets, boom, we were there first showing in the morning. It was like nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> we're showing up, we're in there. There's like me, him, and like six other geek guys hanging down in front. And we're just watching, and we're like, oh. <laughs> I and remember. Then, I remember I bought the soundtrack to Phantom Menace, um, like a couple months or whenever, however long it was when it came out before the movie, and I used to listen to the whole soundtrack and play F Zero. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. on, on my Nintendo. I think it was sixty four. F Zero. Yeah, not the original F Zero, but the. I think it was Nintendo sixty. It was either sixty four or GameCube. But anyway, and I just sit there listening to the soundtrack, playing F Zero, and be yeah. like, "This is awesome." Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you know, you, you got to realize us fans there. I mean, this is it had been. Oh yeah, man. It was it was like a what fifteen year hiatus at oh, that yeah. point in time. So everybody was like, "Oh." There was there were I remember there were documentaries on the making yeah. of and all you know. Everybody was excited. And I mean, this is VHS days. And, and in those days, <sighs> and in those days, you couldn't get one, two, and three. But, but until George Lucas went back, re-edited four, five, and six, and put them out in the movie theaters. I remember going to see A New Hope. I think actually it was with you too. You, you me, been, yeah. Muzzy, uh, Posco, Jake, whole bunch of people went out to the Fitchburg Theater and we saw it opening night and it was a packed theater mm. and every single one of us there was giddy as a schoolboy. Like <laughs> this is the first time we ever saw it. Yeah. And those movies all did well. It back in the back being re released. And it was like being a kid again. Mm-hmm. So like there was that whole late nineties build up to it and then all of a sudden he comes out with one Everybody went there. Everybody was all excited. And, and then I remember leaving the theater and going, <laughs> I hate Jar Jar Binks. Mm. I hate Metachlorians. Mm. 
and I really want to punch Anakin Skywalker in the face. <laughs> oh. yeah. You know, and, and, just, and what was up with that Darth Maul? He, he just, yeah. they just killed him. So yeah, cool, I mean, and he just dies. But the cool, but the, but the, but the cool thing was is that it, it got you interested a little bit. But I think it was kind of disappointing because you knew mm. how everything was going to end. You because you knew at Episode Four this is going to start recalculating. You know, there's going to be Darth Vader. There's going to be the Emperor, but you don't quite know about the Emperor in Episode Four. Now, all of a sudden, you do know more about the Emperor in Episode, you know, for Episode Four, how he gets to where he is. Very disappointing that one, two, and three left you wanting more. Mm. Like you, as a fan, you felt that George Lucas owed you more. Right. That he should have given you more. With seven, eight, nine, or you know, going to be nine eventually upcoming Han Solo movie, which is, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, this is going to be the most disappointing one. You know, yeah, which all- I don't... I, I, and I don't get that either, because guess what? Let, let me tell you. Half the people there that are that I know are fans loved Han Solo. Yeah. And they're going to go, and we're all going to go, and we're all going to see Han Solo, because guess what? Han Solo was the coolest, baddest. Like, he was he was better than Darth Vader. I wanted to be Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Kid, not Luke. I wanted to be Han. Yeah, well, because he was that, you know... That yeah. common 80s, 70s, 80s trope of like he was the the guy that didn't care. Yeah, I mean, he's right, like yeah. the, you know, it's almost like a Breakfast Club character. Like he's he didn't really care. He was just you know he was the rebel. Yeah, he was cool. Like, yeah, he you know he'd fire his pistol and like blow the smoke off, and then all the ladies would cheer. Uh, yeah. Very much that guy. That was, that was <laughs> he shot Greedo first. Yep. What was the, the, the great the great the great parody is is like you know Star Wars is like the Outsiders. <laughs> you know, you know, with the greasers and socias and, and whatnot, mm. you know, and Han Solo was was Dallas <laughs> and, you know, Luke Skywalker was Pony Boy. And all you want to do is punch Pony Boy in the face the whole entire <laughs> single movie, you know, constantly because, you know, I, I hated to say it. I, I mean, while I you know why you a lot of people love Luke Skywalker as a character. I loved Han Solo more. Yeah, I did too. You know, because he was cool. He had the Millennium Falcon. Right, yeah. You know, he wasn't kissing his sister. He was hanging around with Chewie. Chewie, you know, had the golden dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, you know, I mean, obviously the whole the whole thing is about the journey of Luke from whiny little farm boy to Jedi, but I just, I was... I related more to Han, even though I'm nothing like Han in real life. But hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Han was Han was he played by his own rules, and mm-hmm. that was the cool thing. Like I said, he's he's a he's a stereotype. The art, you know, just the the typical like rebel without a cause kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, just didn't really care. You know, flew by the seat of his pants. Never came up with a good plan. Was always going from you know one gambling debt to another. That was always a, it was a cool way that you like you know. If you it didn't, if you had like a structured life, you wanted to be Han Solo because you yeah. wanted you wanted to just, just yeah just fly that. by the seat of your pants on the Millennium Falcon with a big hairy guy, you know. I mean, and just have fun, you know, and do the Kessel running. Although some people considered me the big hairy guy, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the the way I see it is seven, eight, nine, seven. Sets you up for The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi comes out, and I think this is where the split happens. There's fans 
who are dedicated hardcore that have been around forever that have just grown up with Star Wars. I notice a lot of them are older than us. Mm. Like the ones that are younger, like me and you, aren't so much. But <laughs> it's the, young, it's but. the but I mean you, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. The guys who were in their teens in the late 70s oh, when yeah, it first came yeah. out and were real hardcore geeks. They're the ones who are really, like, yapping. Like, oh, my God, they're ruining Star Wars. I hate it. And I was like, you know, at first, when I first saw the movie, it it did. It ripped a couple of things that I really, like... It did, but... But in, in a good way. Yeah. It, it, I mean, tur- it turned the page to something different to to carry it on because right. the same old oh Sith versus the Jedi mm-hmm. was just getting kind of eh, just getting kind of old been there done that yeah been there done that you know oh here they go destroying the you know galaxy again you know fighting over so they have a you death know planet yeah yeah you know oh they got the, yeah exactly they got the death planet going but then I think what happened was it started you open up a new world like you know where You've got the same basic pieces, and you know I think you had you had described it, Eric, as as being correct. They had seven looked like four, in right, a weird yeah. sort of way. You had a Death Star. They had a Death Planet in in Episode Seven. You bigger had, is better. You had the First Order. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Empire. And, right. And yeah. Four. You you had the crippling weakness. Yeah. Yeah. You had the the nobody who was born on a desert planet who ended up mm-hmm. becoming a vital character in the series right you had you had all of the tropes that episode four had yeah um, which weren't tropes at the time but now you know by episode right, seven yeah. they're tropes and yeah no it was very much if you watch them side by side like if you looked at the storyboards for each it's almost the same movie yeah, right it's but, just a reskin but, but with the exception that it turned the page right yes. it, 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 it yeah it brought things forward it killed the old and started to in- introduce the new. Right. And not just character, not just like character and name only. It took away what made four, five, and six unique, kind of mimicked them a little bit so that people were comfortable with it, but then mm. whoosh, tore it, away. But also, from what I've heard, that, you know, and it makes sense that that was done on purpose because it's. It's a way of bringing bringing you back into the universe, but also bringing in the new characters and everything. I think it also, more importantly than bringing you back to Star Wars, because it had been a while, it was warming people back up right. from the prequel. Yeah. Because like I said, there were a lot of people who were not happy with those. Yeah. Especially the longer you sat on them. Yep. People were like, like uh, there were at the time when people were like, is that it? Like, did we just, was that it? Like, because it was, yeah, there was yeah. nothing new. That was right, the yeah. end. We just, that was it. That's the last Which, Star Wars yeah. movies we got. So, Seven had to play it safe because they had to not only mm-hmm. reintroduce you, they had to reintroduce, they had to introduce completely to new audiences. Right. And they had to warm up the hardcore fans who were dissatisfied with the first three. Right. So, the, the seventh, they played it very safe, but you're right. The whole time they're setting that seed for eight, mm-hmm. when eight is just like a big middle finger. They're like, hey, we're going <laughs> to literally just destroy everything. Right. Cause this is, why not? Right. This is the only way. And I think that's, that's the other thing. That's why 
people have this weird middle ground that'll never be achievable because they're like oh, seven yeah. is too much like four eight is nothing like the others that's right. why i don't like eight and it's like but that's what makes it good right because they break that mold yeah yeah they and they've had seven movies to build universe now they can change the universe exactly which is what they've done yep. yeah and and um i f- i lost my train of thought um oh what was i gonna say <laughs> uh you're talking about how like seven was treading. Oh no, I was gonna say. Oh, they did it on purpose to to reintroduce people, right? Sort of. And um, the other thing that the important thing that people can't seem to realize or get over is it has been thirty years or what? How you know, plus years, whatever. Yeah, yeah since episode six. Yeah, all of all of our heroes from from those days are old. Forty years. 40 years. Whatever. So, well, I'm talking about since the end of Return of the Jedi. So Luke, Leia, Han, even Chewie, although, you know, Wookiees live incredibly long lives, but they're, they're all, even the droids, they're all older now. Yeah. Yeah. The whole universe is older now. There's been, there's a lot that has happened between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, which, you know, they, we may get bits and pieces of here and there, but through books and comics and all that. But that's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of stuff can happen in that amount of time that will change the dynamic. The dynamic will change people. That's why some of the complaints have been about, you know, oh that's not how Luke Luke is and that's not how he acts and stuff. It is it is if you I mean I've yeah we're, we're not the same as we were thirty years ago. No. No. I mean, I, no. You especially. <laughs> uh, I was. <laughs> Swimming wasn't around even, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, wink. <laughs> you know, in that amount of time, people go through a lot of changes, and Luke has been through a lot of things that affected him in a negative way. Yeah, so. I, I think the perfect. I, I felt his characters and his reactions were perfectly justified. Because if you, if you take right. a step back and look at his story he was a nobody mm-hmm. then he became the savior of the galaxy right right yeah this great hero so what does he go and do he's like i'm gonna start a school for the gifted right and then all of a sudden it's burn of the ground people getting chopped right. up kylo ren has been made. by my nephew yeah. the knights of ren are all of a sudden a thing like yep. he's like oh damn like he completely fell yeah. apart on i him. mean that not only that but he's like i'm gonna bring back this legacy of yeah. the Jedi that uh, you know that that I have the, known nothing about really yeah, that the Empire <laughs> wiped out. Yeah, start this new school, bring them up. Oh, my nephew's going to be in the school. Oh, it's going to be great. And yeah. then, oh, wait a minute, what? Oh There's my something God, about my nephew. Dead. He's not quite right yeah. there. Something I don't know. And then I saw him strangle a bunny. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with well, him? And then you know, it's truly funny though because he he really. You know, Luke Skywalker was kind of really an amateur in this whole oh, yeah. entire deal. Because I mean, you know, your first your your first true person of the Force was the Master, mm-hmm. was Obi Wan Kenobi, and you know, at that point in time, he was older, and that's what just if you weren't really going on one, two, and three, I hate that about that because they didn't go enough into Obi Wan Kenobi. Although I do, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I do like the young Obi Wan, but. Yeah. Ian McGregor. I have the high ground. Ian, Ian McGregor. Damn you. I'll shoot you with my laser sword, you bastard. But no, but what really was, he was just a complete amateur. 
had no clue right, what he yeah. was doing. Sets himself up. So, yeah, no wonder he fell on his face quite a few oh, times yeah. because he yeah. really didn't know all that much about the Jedi Order. I know. I mean, he got lucky. <laughs> he had he had been to, sh- to to start him on his path, and then Ben, ben gets killed. Obi-Wan yeah. gets killed by Vader in the first, he fourth, gets- whatever movie you want. You know. yeah. It's the like first 40 minutes of the first <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, pretty good. So then, you know, oh, he loses his teacher. What's he going to do then? Then however long it was... Between A New Hope and Empire, yeah, he's, years, he's yeah, on his couple, own. Yeah, a couple of years where he gets a little bit of training, you know, ghost but, training. And then he goes and he trains with Yoda at Dagobah, but that's not, you know, that's not like... That was more of the more, most intense training that he really got. Right. And he spent more time deciphering Yoda's sentences. Yeah. But then, not actually but, then again, but then again, he also, you know, you, what you don't see is what happens between, you know, uh, five and six. Right, yeah. And that's when he, supposedly he goes back to Dagobah, tra- right, practices yeah. more with Yoda because Yoda didn't want him to go originally, but go face Vader. Even then, I mean, we learned in the prequels... One thing we learned is that you have to start young. Yeah, you're they, supposed to start they, young. Yeah. You're supposed to start as a little kid, as a Jedi, yeah. and and it's like learning a language, right? Like you, you're gonna if you're in kindergarten, you're gonna pick it up way faster, way easier, right? Yeah. If you're 25, right, because your brain is yeah. still is still forming and stuff. So you know, and and then not only that, but the the young kids that start Jedi training until they become adults, they've had all that time for all that training, and then Luke, he gets you know twenty years old, comes into this whole deal, and yeah. he's pretty much like, hey, here's a lightsaber, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you start a school and get the Jedi going again? Yeah. Okay, sure. And what, then- and what really what really amuses me is all the people who who hate. Like, you know, who hate the movie, the new movie, you know, hate, absolutely can't stand episode eight because it destroys all the wonderful things. And if you actually think about it, it, it's, it's kind of like their way of saying, listen, Luke Skywalker was kind of an incompetent boob. (laughs) I mean, he really was. I mean, he, he was the last Jedi. Technically, yes. Okay. He's the last of the trained Jedi, which is not. The only force users in the universe. Right. That's and, the other thing. You know, and a lot of people. That kid. Is well, well they, well, mm. no, they, 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 a lot of people scope into the fact that everybody thinks that if you're a force user, you're a Jedi. Right. And in the reality of. Or a Sith. You know, or a Sith. And in reality of it is, is that the Sith was like a response to the Jedi. So they're always yeah. going to be interlinked in that right. aspect where the Sith were dark force users that were trained by the Jedi who didn't quite like them, didn't think that, you know, because the Jedi way always said use the light. So henceforth, the things that came out in episode four, when Han Solo goes, no one really cares about your old hokey religion, yeah, kind of comes into play because you actually realize that Jedis are... A religious sect mm-hmm. that kind of go yeah. and do their own thing. The Sith with, is, yeah, with their own rules yep. and dogma and and yeah and 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 rigid norms, yeah. morals. Um, what I think is kind of interesting, the way I, I feel like I, I interpret, especially in eight, the way that Luke feels about it is he sort of realizes that 
like you said, the reason like the Sith exists is because the Jedi exists. And mm-hmm. I think at the end, because people were like, that doesn't sound like him. But like, I think in the end, he realized like, okay, if I continue the Jedi, like that's it's going to continue the Sith. Right. And he realizes yep. like, if I stop this, like if I am the last Jedi and I stop this Jedi order, like eventually the Sith are probably going to also also right. dissipate yeah. too. Oh, like, also, he he comes to the real Yang. when he, when he's there in Octo, he 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 realizes this is kind of my whole life has been kind of fruitless in this mm. whole pursuit of this thing because you know my dad was darth vader you know oh so oh, yeah, it yeah. drew me into it but he he realizes when he's there he's like what does it really matter mm. you know i think he comes to a good realization not just the realization whether it's you know oh well you know if i'm a jedi and i train to be a jedi then I have to go out and fight Sith and Sith have to come and find me and fight me and we have to kind of get in together and, and, and we, we gotta, you know, fisticuffs and laser swords and, have, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm good, you're bad. It, you know, it goes back to the old, you know, cowboy sequences where the good guy always wore the white hat, bad guy always right, wore the yeah. black hat. So you always saw that in the Jedi Sith relationship. Although you always thought that Sith were Jedi, and then you learn that it's not quite the same. And I think he realizes that as you get old, that that as he was doing all this, he's realizing it doesn't really make a damn difference. Right. It's one religion versus another religion. Guess what? If you're a Force user, you're a Force user. And people who hate the movies oftentimes harp on the fact that, oh, you're ruining the Jedi, you're ruining the Sith, and you're ruining all this other stuff, and you're ruining Luke Skywalker and all the good great. And I'm more like, listen, man, there's other Force users out there. They right. don't always come forward and become a Jedi. And I think the more that you get into the stories, they're trying to tell you that. That, listen, Rey doesn't have to become the next Jedi. She doesn't even have to be a Jedi at all. Mm-hmm. Yoda even says it, comes out and says... They're just books. Right. What she knows about the Force is already inside of her. It just needs to get developed, and she needs to learn how to harness it and use it. And I think even in a large way, Snoke, which is one of my disappointments, I have two disappointments in the new film. One of them is not knowing enough about Snoke, because I like the Snoke background. But even Snoke was like, listen, well, what are you guys fighting about? Who cares about the Sith? Yeah. I am here... I'm not a Sith. I'm not a Sith Lord. He doesn't identify himself as a Sith Lord. He's just like, hey, I know how to use the Force, and I'm pretty damn badass about it, and I'm going to kick your ass. Now, what do you know, girl? And, you know, mm-hmm. does all this cool stuff. But he, he, he's he got certain Sith elements, mm. but without, like, you know, the overall Sith. One of my favorite theories, actually, which I think it doesn't really make any it's not useful anymore because he's spoilers dead. Um, was that actually he was a book character? Um, there was a theory that I don't know if you remember, recognize his name that Darth Supreme Plagi- Leader Snoke was yeah. Darth Plagueis, yeah, Darth because Plagueis, yeah. he was an ex Sith who wanted immortality, right? He wanted yeah, to find right immortality, yep, and. That is what still gives me hope that maybe that's true because well, he might come, you know, the, that'd be cool. Well, yeah, know. the thing is, yes. He Kylo Ren killed him, but that doesn't necessarily mean we've seen the last of his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. there's still the whole thing of how the the story of how he found 
Kylo Ren and, and you know, took him un, under his wing, I guess yeah. you could say, and all that. So we there may still be more to tell in that regard. Uh, and we may still find out who he actually is at some point. And I think they will. I, I think it will too. I, 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 I think I, so, yeah. I, I really, because I, I think it's a pretty cool story and I think, yeah. I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to flick the booger at you. And, you know, you know, from across the room and they're like, <laughs> I know more. And hit you right in the eye with that snot rocket. And basically just kind of, you know, tick you off a little bit to, to make you go, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but you know, the, the cool thing is, is that you, you've got, and, and that's where the hook comes in. And I, and I think that once you get over the destruction of the original storylines and, and kind of going on to a new chapter, I think that's the coolest thing. That's where those hooks come in. Cause you mm. want to know, you want to see how Kylo Ren is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see if he's going to go and still have, you know, some emotion or if he's going to go ultimate badass and just start kicking mm-hmm. the galaxy's, you know, rear end. You also want to know, you know, what is Ray really going to do? Right. All right. Now, you know, she's, you know, she's shown that she's a light sider, but at the same time, you know what? She's not constricted by necessarily what's in the Jedi books. Now, you saw him on the on the Millennium, on the Falcon. But guess what? Is she going to read them? Is she going to seek out the knowledge that's in there? Or is she going to look at them and go, you know what? I'm just going to pack, well, you know, blaze my own path. Am I going to find others that are like me? Right. Go out, collect them. Like and the we're just, with the broom. And, you know, the you know what is kind of. Well, the other thing is we don't, we don't actually know exactly what those books are about. Like, are they. They could just be, they could be every single Jedi rule and regulation, or they could just be from back in the, you know, original days of the first Force users telling you how to use the Force. Yeah, or the Force users from that particular segment right. of, of so the Right. So it might, universe. it might not have all the, all the rules and the bull and everything. Yeah. It might just be about using the power. Yeah. Or how to harness the yeah. force or so she gird might, your loins. She, right. So she could suck just suck in your stomach. She could just, right. She could just use that. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we all know from, you know, from backstories in, in the Star Wars universe, we all know that, you know, there were different subsects mm. of Jedi. Right. You know, that created, you know, that ultimately kind of came together of force users and kind of ultimately created, you know, the first Jedi temples mm-hmm. and created, you know, all the rules and regulations. And as they went along, you know, oh, yeah, oh, well, magically you had to get the gathering and, mm. you know, you had to go out and find a kyber crystal and create it. You know, those things were added on later on by other authors who kind of created the world and started to fill in the blanks and, and the detail mm. of the Star Wars universe. And that's pretty cool. And I, I like those those bits of stories. But what I really think is that, you know, what's really kind of cool is that it's very wide open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that pisses people off. I think that's what yeah, really pisses maybe, people yeah. off about eight is that it's wide open. Mm-hmm. It's not. Well, yeah, because who knows where it's going to go now? Yeah, because you're not yeah. following on the path. Yeah. Everything yeah. you thought that they were going to do with the movie, they just yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. So yep. you. Because like you, you know, you watch oh, like, seven. That's and, what I loved and about Seven it. was predictable, and right. you're kind of like, all right. So then I kind of know the path that eight should be taking. Right. Like, this is kind of how it should be going, and then they were like, 
eh, no. Nope. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, complete they, left turn. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, now I have, and I, this is what makes me excited. I have no idea right. where they could go with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I am, I'm kind of convinced at this point that, I mean, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm kind of convinced that Ray is going to go total evil by the end of the ninth one. It because could happen. It, they it, literally show on the island the first second she gets a grasp of the darkness, yeah, oh, yeah. they show the hole. She's like, I'm going in. Like, yeah. instantly. Yeah, she's like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going in that hole. Yeah, I'm going in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, don't. I'm in that hole. He's he in the hole, Ray. He's pretty much like, damn, that was fat. Like, you just gave it immediately. You didn't even try. He hit that thing well, like Johnny Holmes. Come on, yeah, I'm because, in that hole. Because for that, she wasn't like light side, dark side. She's like, I feel, you know, the hole's calling to me. Yeah, I feel so, darkness calling me. So I'm going to go check it out yeah. and... Well, she and and that's the that's the thing. She doesn't come with preconceived notions, right? Yeah. She she doesn't come with the whole. And and I think this was the problem with like Luke Skywalker, is he had daddy issues. <laughs> Didn't know he had daddy issues, but he yeah. had daddy issues in the fact that you know he finds out that Darth Vader is his father. That and alone has got a mess up. And and it, what really kind of like. Here's the problem that I always had with Yoda was like Yoda, like, you know, Luke Skywalker comes out and first thing he hears from Obi-Wan, well, you've got the light side of the force and the dark side of the force and there's all this. Okay. Oh, whoa, light side, dark side. What the hell are you talking about? You know, <laughs> you know, and then he meets Yoda and Yoda's like, don't, don't, don't come to the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, what's on the dark side? Now, now listen. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, when, yeah. when, you, when you're, Parents told you, hey, you don't go down and look at those Christmas gifts. Don't shake the Christmas gifts because you don't know what's going to be in them. What did you want to do? No, you shake sh- yeah. And you went and you shook them. And see, this is the thing. No one ever told Ray not to look at the dark side. Mm. No one ever told her not to look at the light side. Everybody's just kind of saying, hey, listen, man, you got this special thing. You you can do this. And all of a sudden, now you're like, man, I'm, I'm learning how to use mm-hmm. this force. That, you know, that's... I think that raises the interesting point that I think she might be the first force user that uses both what they consider light and dark just for to meet her ends. Well, she right, yeah. feels personally scorned and is like, I'm gonna, well, you, I'm gonna stop Kylo Ren, well, but she might force choke him to death. You know what well, I mean? Right, like, yeah. It's like you a, kinda, a her. You, you kind of see it in Seven when 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 she's having the lightsaber battle out. You know, in, in the snow, yeah. you know, and she sees Finn get hurt and she gets really upset and she, uh-huh. you know, she was like beast mode. Yeah. She knows how to use it, but she takes that anger and she harnesses it. And uh-huh. you, you, you always you, you remember like what Yoda would always say. Never, you never succumb to the anger. Anger leads to, you know, cloudy right, yeah. vision and, you know, leads to, you know, leads to the dark side, which Ray takes, goes to there and goes, shit, I got this. Bam! Oh, right. sorry, you know, but didn't then, mean to swear, yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, goes goes in full bore and says, "Hey, listen, I can take that anger. I can harness that anger. I can harness this, thing. and I can make it work for me because I have a better sense of justice in myself." Right. Well, that's like it's like um, it's kind of like a kind of like a parallel of real life. Like, there's no there's no like pure good and pure evil. Yeah. There, there's, it's all gray. There's no exactly, and there's no pure light, and there's no pure dark side. Yeah. Well, there shouldn't be because if you go, if you try to go strictly to either side, too then, much of any little bit of right. one or the other is gonna. Now, do either of you have you, either of you watched the Rebels cartoon? 
No, unfortunately not. I highly recommend it. Uh, there was a, last season there was a creature in the cartoon they found called the Bendu. And, uh, it was this big, giant creature. And he was, he was kind of like the Switzerland of the, uh, of the force. Like he said, he, he, He's sensitive to the force, the force <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But he's pure neutral. He's not good. He's not bad. He just, he's more like natural with how, with feeling the force and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You and see. that, that's more like, that's probably more what they should. So like the Jedi and the Sith went to the far extreme sides and then, yeah. you know, where, you know, he's more in the middle. Well, what, and, and this is the, this is a really cool point to kind of bring into it because you actually see it in, in episode eight where Ray is talking about Kylo Ren to Luke Skywalker and saying, listen, they're still good at him. I could, oh, you're never going to turn him. You're never going to turn him. And Luke Skywalker, the very thing that he went to get away from to kind of go and, you know, find himself, be one with the four or disconnect himself from the force mm. and just, die you know basically that's his that's his whole mantra i've created all this nastiness mm. i'm unplugging i'm gonna go out and live in my little stone hut hunt fish and drink green milk instead of blue milk <laughs> and basically i'm just gonna exist out here okay until my dying day and then when i do i'm gonna be one with the force and then i'm just gonna go off in my you know wherever you go when you become yoda and obi-wan kenobi but when she's talking to him, he reverts back to the, well, no, I saw bad in him and mm. I can feel it. And, and, and he's bad. He's bad. He's bad. And he's, she's, he's going back to the same conscripts, whereas Kylo Ren is going this, the, uh, the other way. Right. You know, and you can see that. You can see that, that light dark and then the little bit of, you know, Kylo Ren wants to be all dark, but he's still got a little light in him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whereas Luke Skywalker always wanted to be good. But he always knows he has that little bit of Skywalker darkness in him. Right. You know, where, and Ray's like, dude, you guys aren't dealing with it. Mm. You know, that's what I like about the character of Ray. Mm -hmm. I think she comes in and at first I wasn't sure how, you know, okay, you know, she's kind of cool. I like Finn, you know, I thought mm -hmm. it was real funny. And I want to see where Finn's going to go because he's right, got yeah. a little bit of it too. But maybe not as strong as a right, sense. Right, yeah. But a lot of people always say the force comes in, in, in different moderations to different people. But what is really interesting about the character of Rey and what I think is really interesting about her and how she's advanced the story is that she doesn't come with the baggage of the Kylo Ren. She mm -hmm. doesn't come with the baggage of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right. She's her own entity. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's, she's coming and she's going, dude, you guys all have issues. Which, just use right, the force yeah. and let's Which is why I think her parents was such an important issue. And yeah. why I think a lot of people were disappointed because they wanted her to have that baggage when I think it is better that she doesn't. I think it's better that I, she's... Or she might still. Honestly, she's complete nobody. I, I actually, and it's weird, but I am actually happy either way. If, if, if her parents nobody, are nobody, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. If her parents are somebody, somebody yeah. I'm like, that's awesome too. I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm fine either Your fathers way. judge our banks. But you're like, <laughs> I'm, it, not, I'm, I'm not, not fine with that, but, <laughs> um, but, but the, the rumor is, um, or I think it's, I think the director said that we haven't necessarily found out the truth about her parents. So 
Yeah, yeah. but I think yeah, you're right. It makes sense. On the other that, hand, I don't, does it even matter at this point? No, right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as you were saying earlier, something that I think is kind of cool that, again, the first six movies sort of talk about how there's the light and the dark, and you're sort of, you pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. What I think is cool about Ray is that because she doesn't care about either, really, I think that it's going to, in essence, make her more powerful than anyone else. I agree. Because I think if you're mm-hmm. just light or just dark, you're limiting yourself right. in a way, right? Like you can only get so powerful where I think what's cool about her is she can harness both mm. and it's going to make her more powerful because she can at one second be like, I'm, I'm going to friggin' kill you mm-hmm. because I want to save this person. I love. Right, yeah. It's not like, uh, I'm going to defeat you. Like I'm like, I'm going to literally, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you in eight pieces and I'm going to throw you across the planet all because I love this person, which is like both, right? And it's right. Like, it's going to make her more powerful than well, I think anyone previously. And I think you're right. That's sort of the message that they're trying to get out with Last Jedi is like they need to like they need to end the light and the dark because mm-hmm. either way, it's going to make you know there's more balance if everyone is well harnesses both, and you're going to be more powerful. It's not just as light and dark though. It's the pursuit of the light and the yeah. dark. See, see, a lot of people, what they don't really understand is that balance is natural in life and every, everything is, everything that has balance is better. Mm. You know, you know, whether, whether it be what you got at home and, and between work and home, if you, if you find a good balance between those two things, things are better at home. Right. You know, better at, better at work, better at home are kind of a combo kind of thing. And we find that. It's not so much whether Ray is light or dark. And I think people have a tendency to kind of focus on that. Mm-hmm. But what it is really is the pursuit of the light and the dark. Running towards one side or the other because it's going to get you, you think that you have to go there. Right. And it cuts you off. And it cuts you off from the, hey, listen, what which about. Which goes to what you just said. Yeah. Kind of, kind of what he, what he just said. But with the exception of that, listen, Ray is just a good person. Mm. You know, naturally a good person. Whereas, you know, you could take somebody like, say, Kylo Ren. He was just naturally going to be bad. Mm. You know, not, you know, really good, but not totally the other way as well. Right. I mean, he was just a balance, but now he, you, you can see the madness in him because now he's, he's forcing himself to go to the dark mm. and the pursuit of that. And I think that's, I, I kind of really believe that's what they're kind of trying to say. In episode eight is get away from the pursuit of going light or going dark. Mm. Just get in the pursuit of being you. Right. You, you've got this gift of the force. You can, you can sense it. You can feel it. You're connected. Use it, whether good or bad. Just use it. Get out there. Do your thing. And ultimately it's not a, it's not a question of just being pure light or dark it's yeah. sometimes you need to use some yep. yeah light you need sometimes to use, you need some dark yeah. not only does it as you said make make would it make you more powerful but i think it would make it would broaden your view of things too the way yeah. you look at the at the the galaxy the world and uh and let you see things in a i think in a in a broader view like I said, I, I, that's why I, I'm starting to really like this because, you know, four, five, and six was very much a light versus dark mm-hmm. story, right? Can the light beat the dark? Yes, right? Like, but then this one, they're sort of like, but what if there was neither? Like, it would make, right? Like, what if, like, 
like, yeah, like they're exploring uh, four, five, and six was all about blue and red, and this is about gray. Like, mm. this is like what? How far can you go without completely dipping into one or the other? Right. And I think that's sort of the idea, because like you, th- you think about Kylo Ren and how you're right; he's trying to so completely envelop himself in darkness. Like, mm. he is way more good than someone like Vader ever was. Right. Because you you or compare the, the two, well, and you think like, okay, Vader. Didn't really want to kill Luke because it's his son. Mm. He has a reason to want to save Luke's life. It's because it's his son. Kylo Ren has like no affiliation to mm. Rey. And he's still kind of like, I want you to join me. Like, please don't make me have to kill you. Like, right, I really yeah. want you to join me. And there's no reason besides that they can telepathically speak to each other. Right. Right. But like, he, he he's already showing there that like, like he, you know, he's not as evil as he's trying to be. I think right, he's already yep. trying so hard to be evil, but he's already in that gray area because he's like, I really don't want to kill this girl, mm. but like, I kind of have to just to like flex my strength almost. Right. Um. So I think yeah, that's what I really am starting to really like about this trilogy mm. is it's it's that gray area that they've never really explored before. I know, which is awesome. And now on a note, sorry, just one second. Good. On a note to what you said, um, about. The, the first movies being about good versus, and then the light side did eventually win, but they didn't necessarily yeah. because, I mean, the first order is yeah. came out of the empire. So, so like the bad guys, they, they were defeated, but they did not eliminated. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gone. You know, not gone forever. But they they, they, they molted essentially. Right. They yeah. were defeat. They were kind of weakened and then molted into something. So then, different, so but- then the struggle just continues. Yeah. Well, it always yeah, and and I and I think it always will. I mean, that, you mm. see, that's the thing. And and what's really cool about one of the things that inspired me in the movies, I actually started reading some of the books. Like, you know, like some of the, the, the newer book, like, like Chuck Wedding's books in between. Oh, I haven't read those yet. Oh, I want to. my God. Yeah, I, I got to start reading those. Well, I, I just, I just started reading Aftermath. Mm. Right? I, I saw it at the grocery store. I said, ah, I'll pick this up. You know, read through it. Really great read. Starting mm. to fill in the blanks kind of after, you know, after the destruction of, of the Death Star the second time. And kind of really kind of cool kind of blending in. To where you can kind of see where the first order kind of comes from, mm. but also less about force users and 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 the Jedi and the and the Sith kind of element to that. It concentrates mostly on you know what made the the Empire the Empire. Mm. You know, minus if, if you take away Palpatine and and you know the dark you know the Sith side of it. What did it really mean? Well, there's people that are naturally inclined to, they want order. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want law and order. They don't want, you know, chaos. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the rebellion oftentimes were like, you know, kind of like hippie peaceniks and, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, we're, we're fighting because we wanted to, yeah, but, like you know, Chicago, hey. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to fight you, and we're going to take control, but then, hey, you know, we're just going to leave everything to kind of be and let it blossom and let it grow. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is our biggest. Exactly. <laughs> and and so, and so you, huh. you, you, the cool thing is it touches on the, those common things. I always thought, like, a great episode or, the, the, or, or a great storyline. Well, you know, kind of came from Kevin Smith in his in his yeah. first movie, with Clerks. Oh, yeah. When they have the Death Star conversation, oh, yeah, <laughs> which is one of the, the the like the most iconic 
like stories ever. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, you know, being in, and being a technician myself, I'm like, you know, what happens if I get a call and I have to go up to the Death Star and I'm at the Death Star and I'm fixing it and some rebel asshole comes over and he blows up the ship <laughs> that I'm working on. And you were just doing your job. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, you're just trying to make yeah. a living. Listen, I was I'm, hoping to get out by seven. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh man, come on, not again. I gotta come away. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, not, not everybody who was on the Death Star no. was bad. Not every, you know, not everybody. Yep. Something. Yeah. I, I think though too that, that is, again, what I think is a really nice difference between four, five, and six, seven, eight, and nine is the distinct difference in that, um, the Empire, the Stormtroopers were clones. So right, they were yeah. literally the same person. Yeah. Like that guy, that guy's bad. They're all bad. Mm, yeah. Whereas in with the New Order, they're people, mm. and that's how you get your fins. Well, is because they, you, like you said, they're all just well, people. Actually, right. technically, four, five, and six. No, they're not. They're not all the same. They're not clones. The clones, well, the, yeah, the, the clones were the original. The Clone yeah. Wars were the original stormtroopers that you saw in two and three. All right, so those were the clones right, but, that happened during the Clone War. Now, afterwards, the Empire started to recruit people from different from different aspects and to bring them in. My thing was, you create a story about common everyday, like the Stormtrooper. Mm. Okay, you know they got to fill out the Stormtrooper ranks. Eventually, they're gonna start dying off and you know coming off, and now they got to start building the ranks and mm. you know. You're an average Joe. You're looking to get your way, you know, hey, you go to the Imperial Academy, you get out, hey, you're a stormtrooper. You know, what do you do? Uh, am I good? You miss. Yeah. Yeah. What, am I, am I yeah. bad? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not that great of a shot, but hey, they're going to give me a blaster. You know, I get a free ride to college afterwards. Yeah. I get a couple credits, I get to see the galaxy. Maybe I learn some skills exactly. while I'm in there. So if you think about it, you could just be... Write a whole entire canon about oh yeah the average day of your average stormtrooper tie fighter you know imperial shuttle driver mm-hmm. you know dude who fixes the plumbing you know on star destroyers you could you know you could have this whole universe that that people everyday people fill these these voids and these gaps right I I would love to see the story of how evil the kid who got bullied at Imperial Academy becomes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see that story. It becomes, right? a, he be, yeah. it becomes a Knight of Ren. Yeah. Which, that is my one gripe about 7 and 8, is that they mention them in 7, and they don't see it. And they the have Amor it, yeah. And 8. Like, they seem like such a cool concept. Like, what happened know, what, to them? And who... who yeah. Well... So, uh, somebody, I think it was on one of my other podcasts I was on, had said maybe the uh, the Praetorian guard there. <laughs> That's was what them. I the, the, those guards at Snoke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they the way but, they explain it, oh, and they show it in Seven. They all have lightsabers, right? right? Yeah. in the Vision, yeah, every single one of them, and they all look kind of similar. Yeah. They weren't those guards. I mean, they do show them in Seven. Right, yeah, if I'm correct. That's what I thought. So, yeah. I, I did think that too for a minute when I saw all those Praetorians. I was like, I think maybe, like, maybe that's Knights of Ren. But then I was like, no, because they yeah. had lightsabers right. and they were definitely, and yeah, they, they were, looked like Kylo Ren. They were training in Luke's Academy to yeah. be Jedi. So, um, as, f- but of course, again, we don't know what's going to happen in episode nine. Yeah, we it might, could, it could be the focal point. They might have been, they might have been chilling out. 
back at the home base. And, you know, now that Kylo took over the First Order, he's going to pull the Knights of Ren out and say... They'll be his... Yeah. Or the, right, yeah. his posse. Or, or they could be... Yeah. Or they could be... They could be out doing the the very same things that, you know, Kylo Ren wants them, wants them to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Stoke might be saying, Possibly. hey, listen, you know, I don't want you here on this ship. I want you going out. I want you to go to this world. I want you right, to find yeah. me this. I want you to find me that. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, Kylo Ren is mine because now I'm going to teach him my ways you know i'm going to teach him he's my Mm -hmm. promising student the rest of you i want you doing this you doing this you doing over here i want you to go to this far galaxy i want you to find me this can you know this book or you know Mm -hmm. i want you to find me this crystal right you know i want you to get me this relic you know whatever it is and i think that's the cool thing about say episode nine you're gonna see that you're gonna see that cool come in or possibly when snoke Comes back as a when Snoke half took, man. No, when, maybe <laughs> when Snoke uh, actually legs. it happened with Darth Maul. It did. Yes, I was just going to say that. Uh, when maybe when Snoke came and got Ren, he just killed the rest of the Knights of Ren. Who knows? Yep, that mm. would be that'd be kind of lame, but it could happen. It could happen. Um, but I think we're going to start to wind things down, wrap it up. We've been talking for a good while now. Excellent. So uh, let's. Uh, Let's go with some final thoughts. Who would like to go first? All right. Hey, listen, uh, my my only one, another bone to pick. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, with uh, is the disrespect to C-3PO. <laughs> listen, listen, I am, listen, I am, am I will, right. I will, right. I will not only hug and kiss Ryan Johnson when I see him, but I'm also going to throat punch him because he disrespected C-3PO and they have not been given C-3PO the love that he deserves as the mega <laughs> protocol droid that he has been. Well, listen, it's hard to argue, but... Listen, I mean, R2-D2 is kind of like, you know, everybody loves R2, but, you know, when it comes to 3PO, like, I mean, other than Luke coming in and giving 3PO the wink, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it kind of drives me crazy that he's been, like, goofy marginalized. <laughs> And like, you know, I can understand you add in BB-8. That's kind of cool. You know, he's a cool astromech and, you know, you know, that's kind of awesome. But listen, C-3PO still kicks ass. So uh, I guess that would depend on your definition of kicking ass. But yeah, but no, listen, I I love the movies. Hot bars. (laughs) I love the movies. I love where they're going. And I love how they're developing the story for the future. I think it's exciting. I think there's lots of cool things we're going to see. And mm. you know what? I hate to say it. I love Disney for this. <laughs> they're going to explore every crevice of oh, that yeah. galaxy. Yeah. And they're going to make movies. And they're going to make shows. And they're going to make card- And you know what? As a fan of Star Wars, I love that. Mm-hmm. Sure, they might. Blow the crap out of it, but I'm still going to buy their stuff. They need yeah. to make more good games. Yes. I was so disappointed that Star Wars 1313 was canceled. canceled. Yeah. That looked so good. I know. That is the exact thing you were talking about earlier, where they were like, hey, let's see what happens if the technician of the Death Star 
call it, you know, yeah. skipped, <laughs> you know, work for a day. Right. Whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's what 1313 was. It's like that mm-hmm. totally separate, but again, still part of the universe story. And it was such a shame that they canceled. I know. It was so sad. But yeah, I, yeah, more everything I think would be nice. But more specifically, I love the movies that they're that they're doing, yeah. like the the outside yeah. movies, Han Solo, the Han Solo yeah. Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. I Rogue want more one. of those because you're it, it's still those big budget films that you know. But although it wasn't officially announced, there is t- there the rumor is they are doing the Obi Wan movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I, I'm assuming it's Disney. They're setting up seven, eight, nine <laughs> to set up ten, eleven, twelve. Right. <laughs> yeah. And 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 beyond because like, or negative two, negative one. Because what they're, what, cause what they're a, a lot of yeah. what they're, a lot of what they're talking about is like you know later on you know, they're going they they're going full bore. They're they're going to continue on this thing and they're going to milk it. Yeah. Mm. I, I definitely think that this is nine will be the end of what I would call like the Skywalker mm. yep, series definitely. or saga, saga, but it's yeah. definitely not the end. I, I, right. I think 10, 11, 12 will be the start of a new... Maybe that kid with the broom. Maybe. That was one of the best scenes, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Was the audience gasp when he just picked up the broom with the with the force. And oh, everyone, yeah. was, everyone was like... <gasps> like, everyone in the room. <laughs> it was great. It was a great scene. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I would say... So, some of my final thoughts, I... Like I said, I really... The more I've sat on it, the more I've liked 8. Mm. Um, I think I like it better than 7. But like I still said, I still think my favorite is probably Rogue One, simply because it's that. Well, you're certainly entitled to your yeah. opinion, even if it's wrong. But no, no, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. Love, I'm just I kidding. I love four, five, there's, and six. There's no reason that you can't have Rogue One be your favorite. It's your choice. Yeah. No, I, and I that's absolutely the get beauty it. of it. I will preface this by saying I'm aware it is heresy. Ah. It's not a numbered movie. Oh. Well, all right, so. On that note, I will say that's part of the problem. It's not heresy. Yeah. Because it's, it, we, even though there's kind of a sacredness to Star Wars, it's not, it's not so sacred that you can't say, hey, Rogue One's your favorite. Yeah. Or even saying, like, my favorite Star Wars story. Is like Knights of the Old Republic. Like you could say, sure, that too. Yeah. like that. I like Darth Revan, all that. Listen, awesome. listen. What's, Love your, that. what's right. your favorite Led Zeppelin song? Yeah, you know. I mean, it, it has no. You know, each right. Each, each thing has its own special value, its own, and special, for different reasons, and for to different, different people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So whether you like Stairway to Heaven or whether you like Rogue One, it doesn't yeah. matter. It just is. Yeah, part of part your of favorite. Something. I like Rogue Way to Heaven. <laughs> Rogue Way to Heaven. Rogue Way to Heaven. Uh, anything else? There's a dark load. Uh, I mean, the only thing is, I, like I said, I, I really like the how they've taken the risk, and the, it's less about exploring the blue and the red, and more about exploring the gray. Right. Because yep. it's always been there. But like I, I was, I wanted to say earlier, I didn't get to didn't get to shoot in. But like the other underrated scene, I think in eight that I really liked is when they start talking about the weapons trade. Yeah, and they talk right, about yeah. like, oh yeah, these dudes sell guns to both sides. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's like that gray comes in where you're like, oh yep. wait a minute, yes, yeah, someone has to make these guns. Right. Let's be frank, the rebels do not have the resources to be creating their own weaponry. Right. And the new order isn't big enough to be supplying themselves with these 
mega adats right. that are literally have like they got to come from somewhere. Yeah, it was yeah. a great scene, by the way. It was they, yeah. They fired the eight billion rounds at Skywalker. Yeah, but like yes, like they don't, they're not big enough to to harbor having the super the star destroyer. Right. Uh, that was Snoke's ship, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they didn't clearly didn't have the resources to make that. So I like that gray area that they that they keep diving into, and I mm. think that's cool that they can expand. I think they can show so much more of the universe if they do that. I agree. Yep. Yep. So I have a couple of final thoughts and kind of go off some of the things you guys have said. First of all, for me, um, I always kind of looked at the Force and and like Force users. In, in the w- same way as, um, like Dungeons and Dragons does magic. Like, you have, you have a character class, like the wizard or whatever that studies magic, learns their spells and all this stuff. And that would be like the Jedi or even the Sith. And then you have, um, what they call like wild magic, mm-hmm. which is just, People, creatures, and stuff that can use magic. They don't know spells or anything, but they have, they have the magic in them. And, and that's, I think there's plenty of, of characters, uh, in the Star Wars universe that are like that, that have the force, that have the ability to reach, to, to, to use the force, to use the force or reach into the force or whatever, but they don't have, the training they don't learn the Jedi powers or the Sith or whatever, like Leia randomly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I think that leads into the whole gray area of what we talked about, where you, you want to be more in the center, in the middle, instead of pulling to one side or the other. And another thing is. A lot of people don't seem to realize, but really, if you look at it, the Jedi are not necessarily that great overall. No. Because of that, because they're so rigid and, and structured. Well, here's a, here's a thought on your process. What happens if those books actually say nothing of what the Jedi became? Right. What happens if they basically say, hey, listen, this is how you, like you said, use the force and this how, how to you how tap to, into it. How yeah. to tap into it, and then guess what? Be yourself. Right. So you know, a lot of people realize that over the centuries, the Jedi became what they became—the the guardians of the galaxy, as you would say. Mm-hmm. You know, not to step on Marvel's toes, but <laughs> you know. But at the same time, they really started to become a little bit. Of more white, like the Empire, mm-hmm. and again they were just one side. They they their their search to get to the light and to expel the dark made them into kind of a you know a totalitarian kind of thing. Right. I mean, a, a Jedi was supposed to if you were bad to people. They were supposed to come over and kick your ass, but mm. I mean, what happens if you're like just some dude on a ship and you were like telling, "Hey, you know, get up, sweep the floor." Oh, Jedi comes over, <laughs> yeah, kills you for nothing. You know, oh, look at that! You were being mean to somebody. I was like, dude, I'm just telling him to do his job. He's a lazy tool. <laughs> you know, well, that's like it goes back to the old the old philosophical question: If you steal a loaf of bread. Is it wrong? Mm. Well, stealing's wrong. But what if you're stealing it to feed your family? Exactly. Is that wrong? 
there's always a gray area. Yeah. And and I think it's it's cool that we're going to be exploring that more. So I'm excited to see what will happen in the next movie and where it's going to go. I have no ideas and I like that. Yep. It's a total open Totally lost. Totally open and uh one thing that that uh has been one of my fr- actually Chris said is uh this movie kind of felt like an like it like it was the third movie in a trilogy where like there were a lot of things that, yeah, that kind of ended and so it'll be really interesting to see where it moves on and I can't wait it's going to be a long wait Mm-hmm. Although not quite as long yeah, wait until quite. Han Solo, yeah, until yeah. Solo, that's going to be amazing. So. Mm-hmm. But then that's going to make it even longer between Solo and Episode Nine. Yeah, but we don't we don't really have all that long to wait because we got it's coming out in 2019, right? Yeah. So every two years, so. but in like December. Yeah, well, got pushed yeah. back. All right, so yeah, so we got another year and a half. So there we go. We all enjoyed the movie for you know we all there's always issues with it, but overall. I think it's a it, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. I think so. So uh, I want to thank you guys, Eric, Jimbo. Thanks yeah. for coming tonight. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for hosting. Me. This is a great conversation. Uh, great episode, I think. And that'll be it for this episode of the New England Society of Geeks. And we'll see you next time. May the force be with you all. Hmm. Just be with you.